Welcome to Financial Talks with Jude and Ed. Today, we're going to continue talking about your journey to home ownership, and we're going to talk about a few specific individuals that will be crucial to your home buying experience. Uh, I'll let Ed take it on from here because, you know, he has great experience in that realm. Yeah, so let's talk about using a mortgage agent. Jude, how did you find your mortgage agent when you were shopping for your home? Well, I used someone I used to work with who was a colleague. Um, like both me and you worked at the bank and we actually worked when we were working at the same branch. There was an individual that was in business banking at that time that moved on to become a mortgage specialist. And, um, you know, I was familiar with him. I knew he was knowledgeable. So I reached out to him and he helped us uh, complete that transaction. Amazing. What were some of the things that you appreciated uh, when you were working with him? Well, you know, he's the guy we went with our second time around getting a mortgage. The first time around when we were getting a mortgage, I actually went through um, someone that was working with me in the, in the same branch in downtown Toronto, um, a colleague of mine. And, you know, they were less experienced and I was actually, you know, helping them out. But once it came towards the closing time, it was getting very um, uh, frustrating and difficult because, you know, I'm in a unique situation where I'm getting a mortgage from my employer and um, my manager is the one that's like finalizing the deals, but it still goes through the same processes as a normal client will get through with due diligence and whatnot. But because you're an employee, I they don't give you the same level of experience, I felt like. They just dragged on for such a long time where you know my wife was sitting there waiting for four or five hours for them to review the documents and you know he, he it, it was just a bad experience because he just kept putting off reviewing the documents because something else came up and it was a customer issue and whatnot so i didn't want to go through that experience again i wanted to be separate from my branch i wanted to be someone who specialized in mortgages um that wasn't kind of a generalist and who knew more about the markets and could answer difficult questions because you know mortgages are very uh difficult instruments to understand if you're not specialized in it and you don't see the world around 20 mortgages 24 7 so this time around we went with armando and um he's a guy who uh gave us a great experience great advice and um you know it went well he came to us um he made it simple met out of tim hortons just you know had some coffees chatted made sure my wife was comfortable with the choice um kept us in the loop speed timing is very important with residential mortgages and you know it was just an all-around great experience Amazing. So what I'm hearing is he was open, honest, he communicated, he was accessible, uh, he was knowledgeable, answered your questions, like all really good traits that you want when you're looking at a mortgage agent. Uh, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, did you have any issues with the application process? Uh, what documents 
Did you need to submit? Talk to me about that experience. Uh, no, we didn't have any problems with the application process the second time around. I think the first time around, uh, because we bought a pre-construction condo and they didn't really vet through the uh, the documents when you know beforehand and they waited until the end that's why it delayed the process where you know all of that should be done well before the closing date before funds have to be released to your lawyer but i think you know um we just had to get confirmation of income um we had to get confirmation of down payment um, if there was any gifts, we had to get a gift letter and we did get receive funds from both our parents to help with the down payment. So we did get uh, confirmation of gift letter. They also asked to confirm those funds as well. So they might ask for like three month statements. So we went through the general process. Amazing. Did you have any hiccups? Did you need to maybe follow up with the agent? more than once twice no like there was no hiccups um pretty straightforward deals for both of our deals um just that last part where you know we're waiting around uh the day that it's closing to finalize uh some documents and to sign and fund the documents and just waiting three four hours at a branch that was pretty much the only thing but Honestly, uh, going with a mortgage broker, we didn't have to deal with any of that. That's amazing. I love mm. to hear that. I love that you even talked about how you do want to deal with specialists. And, you know, generalists are great when they're helping you with kind of overall advice, a little bit here, a little bit there, mm. but you need to really get into the nitty gritty of the product so uh -huh. I think you make a great great point yeah and don't get me wrong i think there's some great generalists out there but you know typically you would have to have someone who's been in the role for a few years you know more than two years if you have someone in the role for less than two years they're not going to be as veteran as some of these guys that been in the role for a lot longer that do do both sides investing and lending but because they've spent such a long time in the uh, industry they kind of build that breadth of knowledge absolutely you can have a specialist in two areas you know like you said credit investing i i agree with you experiences is important uh and if they've been banking you know 15 20 years all kind of in that same you know space it makes sense so no mm -hmm. i love that mm -hmm. um that's great did talk to me about your your real estate agent what were some experiences you had shopping for a place and you know what advice would you give our listeners so i've only had one real estate agent that's when i was going to go and buy my pre-construction condo and Honestly, we already kind of decided on which pre-construction condo we want to buy, but we went and looked for a real estate agent um, and, you know, sat down with them and had a chat. And honestly, like being from the bank, I shouldn't have like really fell for this. But if you ever hear a real estate agent guarantee you a positive rate of returns in the real estate market, you should never listen to that unless, you know, it's a 
positive cash flow from rental income or something like that. Uh, the reason why I say is because no one can predict where the market's going. Sure, we've mm-hmm. had some amazing uh, results with the real estate markets in the last, you know, 10 years or whatnot. But, you know, there's no guarantees if there's going to be a downturn or not. Right. There could be a downturn at any time, just like the stock market and guaranteeing a positive rate of returns is uh, is a bit silly. And, you know, it's not uh, it's not good advice. Right. So that when I heard that from him, I'm like, you know, one of our questions was, you know, we do want to come and buy a condo. But, you know, the we were not planning to stay on stay in the condo for long because our plan is maybe stay here for two, three years and then jump into a residential uh, detached home or something like that to build out a family. We were told, no, don't worry, the, the it'll go up for sure. It's been going up. Everything's been skyrocketing. You don't have to worry about that. And, you know, we went in. And when we did finally close and finish on the deal, um, and when we tried to go and sell our property, which was, you know, I think nine months after we got in and again, nine months isn't that much time, but we bought a pre-construction. So we bought it in 2013 for 2013 prices and we closed in 2015 and all the detached townhouses, semis all went up by a hundred thousand a year during those two years almost. And our, our property went up by like 20 K and when you try to sell your property and get out of it you pay cmhc fees uh we weren't uh, disclosed on how pre-construction condos or any pre-construction has have higher fees due to levies and all these other items uh so you know there was a lot of items that weren't explained that came like right when we were closing like wow this is how much our closing costs are or this is how much it is and a lot of scrambling to make the the deposits and everything work and it wasn't a great experience so i think it's extremely important to have an extremely knowledgeable real estate agent that's just not as like just not selling to you right like there's a lot of selling in real estate because there's so many real estate agents but Mm -hmm. it's you need to find someone who's extremely knowledgeable has a lot of experience in terms of getting deals done and also goes through every single detail with you i love it yeah definitely definitely i've used real estate uh agents as well and i need somebody who's willing to work with me uh i i like to negotiate so i need to make sure that my real estate agent understands i'm gonna be that buyer or that seller that's going to be having back and forths right Mm -hmm. to kind of set that expectation Mm -hmm. um and then just being accessible was huge for uh when i was shopping with the real estate agent sending me uh sending me stuff all the time i i'm a little bit more knowledgeable so i'm i like to be on the independent side but Mm -hmm. when i need my real estate agent i want them there 
you know, like pretty much, I wouldn't say on demand, but you know, mm-hmm. in a couple couple days notice, right? They mm-hmm, want to check mm-hmm. out properties, put in a bid. So I want to know how long some of these properties have been on the market because my thought process is if it's on the market for a hundred days, they may be getting desperate or maybe they price too high, good time to low ball. You just kind of never know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's... And, that's, that's and going point. back to your point, I think, you know, over the years of being in banking and dealing with a lot more real estate and getting into the commercial side and dealing with real estate on the commercial side, I have gotten a lot more knowledgeable. And, you know, now if I go look for rental properties, I know how to do my own cash flow analysis, see the differences, see what the difference of of maintenance fee is in terms of a monthly payment against a mortgage. Um, You know, I can do my own analysis now, right? So I think that gives me a massive edge where I don't need the real estate agent too much. And I might just need them to keep an eye out for properties and give me good prospects and kind of talk to me about the demographics in the area. Uh, But in terms of the numbers, you know, that's, that's something I'm rock solid on and I can kind of help myself now, right? That's a great point. You need to uh, understand that the real estate agent, their strengths is to locate properties. It may not necessarily be crunching numbers. So if that's something that you're looking for, uh, make sure, you know, that real estate agent has that skill set. I know I'm like you, I like to crunch my own numbers because I work at the bank and you're absolutely right. gives us that edge that not everyone has. So, you know, it's probably important that that real estate agent does know the mortgage amounts and the current interest rates and, you know, understands amortization, you know, doesn't need to know the, 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 the specifics, but just a general details of calculators available and uh-huh, a problem. Uh-huh and uh, heating costs, maintenance fees. And then I'm always a big fan of putting, you know, maybe a 15% overage. Maybe you forgot something, maybe insurance, you forgot Uh to include into your calculations, right? Uh So, uh yeah. So my question to you is like, you know, what's a good way to locate both a great mortgage, someone to help you with the mortgage and also someone to help you find your next home? Um, is there a kind of technique or something that you look at in terms of kind of identifying the right partners? Definitely. I think we've, I've gone through it in the sense of, I want them to be accessible. I want them to be honest. I want them to be able to be flexible, know that it's a stressful time. And if maybe I'm a little bit overwhelming that they understand, Hey, He's going through mm-hmm. a, a time where he might not know where he's living, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, what I what, what I mean, I guess, by the question is, you know, there's thousands of real estate agents and thousands of people that could do mortgages for you as well. Where, like, how do you land on the person that you want to go with? Do you just walk into your local branch? Do you do some research in terms of finding reviews or, like with the mortgage broker do you get a referral or do you get the mortgage rep to give you a referral on someone he works with because you know they see a lot of 
mortgage reps and real estate agents and whatnot like is there any kind of strategy we can you can recommend to our listeners on how they can find the right partner for them word of mouth talk to your friends your family see the experiences they've had good and bad mm-hmm. uh, and and then do your research it's okay to go and see three mortgage brokers and three real estate agents and tell them that you're interviewing them for your business it's mm-hmm. a privilege for them to take you on as a client mm-hmm. and it's a relationship where trust needs to be established because you're making one of the biggest if not the biggest purchase of your life so you need to be you need to trust that individual so i mm-hmm. definitely would go back to word of mouth okay so i'm going to do a plug in for us you can always reach out to both me and ed um you can reach out on our instagram at j.sacramentos and ed's uh, instagram what's yours Edward the banker one word and you know if you have any questions or need any help finding someone you can always reach out to us but again Ed's right if you can get a referral from someone that's a great option as well absolutely generally you're communicating and interacting with people who are similar with you and if they've had a, a, a great experience it's likely you're gonna have a great experience too all right perfect so you know we went through the mortgage agent the mortgage broker um you know why don't you talk about your home buying team i know you mentioned that concept yeah definitely so we talked about the broker a mortgage broker we talked about the real estate agent uh there's going to be a a, an inspector that's also going to be going through the house always highly recommend if you're getting uh, a, a property spend the money on the inspection mm-hmm. you just never know what type of problems you'll be able to uncover and it's really worth it i really look at it as an insurance one-time mm-hmm. insurance cost um highly worth it a couple even if it's a thousand dollars you're looking at properties at minimum half a million you know anywhere to 25 30 million dollars right so mm. well worth the fee uh and then you're gonna have the lawyer that's gonna process the paperwork legals uh maybe even give you the key to your home uh insurance broker as well we want to be able to make sure the property is insured it's insurance i'm a big believer of things that you can't replace from your savings account or from your paycheck. So if I have a phone or if I buy a TV, three, four hundred bucks, they offer me insurance. I personally say no because I can go to my bank account and pay three hundred bucks for a new TV. But for a property, I'm spending half a million dollars, a million dollars, that property burns down, you know, anything can happen in life. I've had something in my parents' area where there was four houses that blew up. Uh, uh, I, I say blew up, but uh, they got, they had to be uh, torn down because there was a pipe that burst from the gas. Mm-hmm. So you just never know what happens in life. You can't, you know, I couldn't just go out and buy another million dollar property, right? So mm-hmm. I 
recommend you get insurance on the uh, the property. And I now, believe insurance is required, right? Like fire insurance is required for mortgages or to get a mortgage from a bank. Yeah, we ask for documentation uh, mm-hmm. for for fire insurance. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to mention another partner that's important as well. Um, if you are buying a rental property or you're buying a property that's a primary residence, but you're going to have a home office in it and you're deciding on whether to try to expense any of those costs or whatnot, I would say reach out to an accountant to talk to them, especially when you're doing rental properties to see on how you want to structure those rental properties if you want to move it into a holding company or hold it under your personal name. So there's a lot of things that you could talk to them about and they could help you on how to structure that. That's a great point, especially when, like you said, you're going into the rental property game. You want to be looking at whether does it go under your personal name? Do you put it under a company? Great, great points. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I kind of want to touch upon paying for your mortgage. Uh, there's two types of like payments that you make when you make a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. One of them is principal. One of them is interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jude, what other fees do you associate with that home buying experience? I think about the registration fee, which will be done by your lawyer. I think about the appraisal fee, um, which the bank will take by and send to a, a mortgage broker. I think about the CMHC fee that gets added into your mortgage. Um, those are generally, and closing costs, land transfer taxes. Uh, those are generally the fees that I think of. Yeah, and if you're a first-time home buyer, mm-hmm. what's great is you don't need to pay a land transfer tax up to a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And also, when you're looking at getting your down payment, you can use uh, your RSPs up to $35,000. There's also mm-hmm. another program where the government will, uh, if you put, I believe, 5% down, they'll match your 5%. I think they actually go up to 10%. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are uh, interest-free loan and you could put that for your down payment, which helps lower your monthly payments. Mm-hmm. And then when you sell, the government will take back their five or 10%. So I actually want to talk about that really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, It's a new program uh, the pros of it, like we said, the, the, the mortgage payments are lower, but you are sacrificing equity in your property. So if they give you $10,000 and your property increased, let's say 30%, they're now taking $30,000 back, right? So mm-hmm. it, can get, it can get expensive. Uh, by giving the the government that equity, but mm-hmm. it's a program that you could take advantage of, especially if you need it and there's no choice. It's better to still earn 80, 90% of the property versus mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's a way to enter the market. If the down payment's a reason why you can't enter the market, then 
I would take advantage of that program. But if it's not the reason why you can't enter the market, you know, giving away that type of equity when you're increasing on your primary residence, that is capital gains exempt, right? It's a, it's a huge point. loss. Great point. So capital gains exemption means when you when you sell your primary residence and you can only have one primary residence that you're living in that that money after you got to pay the uh the lawyer you know the mortgage but after that it's all yours you don't have to pay any taxes where if it was a cottage or it was an investment property you would have to pay capital gains which is 50% of that gain and then they would charge taxes on that so you know you could be paying anywhere from like 20 to 40 percent 35 percent which is a big big deal when you're talking about hundreds of thousands or millions Uh Uh no that's a great point that's a great point um, I, I got a question. Did you ever think about accelerated payments? Uh, and then I also want to touch on lump sum payments. Do you make them or, or does it your mortgage even offer it? Um, yeah, I was actually talking to my wife about accelerated payments recently. Just, you know, think about changing the frequency of our payments and also increasing it by a bit. And, you know, even when you increase it by a bit, you can reduce that amortization quite a lot by those payments just accumulating, right? Sorry, Uh, sorry, Jude, I'm going to cut you off. Accelerated payments, for those that don't know, is when the bank takes 13 months, there's 12 months in a year, but they take mm -hmm. 13 months, they divide it by 12, and they make an extra month's payment within your mortgage payments. I'm so sorry, go ahead, Jude. Thank you, thank you. I actually didn't remember that. So it kind of, uh, thanks for letting me know. I haven't, we haven't talked about doing that, but we just thought about adding an extra bit more for each payment to bring down our payments, our our, our amortization. So we paid down the mortgage faster and built some equity in the home faster. Because if we were, to do a rental property and we want to pull any equity out we have that option no that's great yeah so you'd be looking to make lump sum payments mm-hmm. or uh yeah no that's great that's great mm-hmm. uh, i think some things you want to consider when you're making a lump sum payment is you could put let's say ten thousand dollars down on a mortgage mm-hmm. and it's whatever the interest rate is, let's say it's 2.2%, it's like you've earned that return right away. Uh Risk-free 2.2 or whatever the interest rate is on your mortgage, but that money is gone. Uh Now, if you can find investments that are more than your mortgage uh, interest rate and your investments need to be uh, after taxes, Right. Mm-hmm. So if you put it in your day, for example, and you can earn 6%, 8%, not only are you earning more with that, with that money, but it's also accessible in case you need it in the future. Mm-hmm. So have you, do you and your wife have credit card debt or line of credit debt that maybe you could put the lump sum money on? And, and if not, why would you guys talk about uh, putting money down in your mortgage versus not investing? 
So I think, you know, it wasn't a massive increase in accelerating our payment. It was a very small increase because I saw like this this uh, amount on um, on our mortgage calculator when we log into the banking. But honestly, I you have an amazing point and it's what I say right now to a lot of people is like, why would you pay down your mortgage when it's a five year fix is 1.8%? when you know you could beat you could potentially beat that in the market or some form of rate of return by investing it and you know your opportunity cost is a lot lower because in the past when your mortgage rates were in the double digits you had to you would want to pay it down because you didn't know if you can get those rate of returns on the stock market right like if we look back at the annualized rate of returns on the S&P and Dow Jones, it's around 9% annually, I believe, right? Right. So um, when your mortgage was double digits and you weren't, you're not going to go and try to gamble on the stock market. You're going to go put on that mortgage and you'll get that rate of return right away, like what you were saying. But now with the 2% rate of return and knowing that the annualized rate of return of the Dow Jones and S&P was 9%, you know, you're not, you have a pretty good chance of doing well in the market and just finding the right opportunity, investing in the right uh, companies, right? Yeah, definitely. No, you you can, there are investments out there if you're willing to take risks that mm-hmm. over time will earn more, right, than the, mm-hmm. uh, than making the mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This was a great episode. I feel like I've learned a lot more about your mortgage and your home buying experience, what you look for in a mortgage agent, uh, who your home buying team would consist of, and even the way that you pay for your mortgage. you know, the thoughts you have, uh, whether you're going to take like your monthly payments, you want to uh, uh, make accelerated payments, lump sum payments. So mm-hmm. I think this has been a great episode. Thank you so much for spending the time with me and listeners. Thank you for spending time with us going through the home buying process. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Instagram, Edward, the banker, all one word, Jude, what's your Instagram handle? j.sacramentos and uh, make sure you subscribe or follow us on Spotify and share this with your friends thank you thanks so much guys we'll chat with you next week take care bye